Hello and welcome to another episode of This Diet Life. I am Kim Dunaway. Life is full of peaks and valleys. And both of those can be exhausting. Being on top of the world and being very low. Most of life, we hope, is really sort of even keel. It keeps us grounded. But all of us reach points in our life when we get really low or maybe even we hit rock bottom and rock bottom sucks but sometimes it's necessary sometimes we need to hit a point where there's nowhere to go but up Rock bottom for me was the summer of 2005. My life was a complete mess. My personal life was a mess. I was dating a guy that I would later find out was married. My work life was a mess. I got maybe two or three paychecks in a span of six to eight months. And... I was basically living off of a part-time job I had working at a beauty counter at Macy's. And I was very much struggling with an eating disorder. Rock bottom came one day on the way to work. I had a craving for peanut butter. So I stopped at Kroger in Midtown Memphis where I was living at the time, bought a jar of natural peanut butter and a pack of spoons and ate peanut butter on the rest of my short drive from there to work. And when I got to work, I felt so guilty about eating the peanut butter, estimating that I must have consumed 600 or so calories and what a huge mistake that was. So to right my wrong, I went down the street, downtown, and went to I don't remember if it was CVS or Walgreens at the time, one of the two, and bought a bottle of Ipecac syrup. Ipecac syrup, if you're not familiar with it, is used for if you ingest poison. It's designed for you to expel it, throw it back up. And I used it in this instant to expel the peanut butter that I had eaten. I had never done this before. I had tried two attempts in my life really to throw up things and it was just way too much work. So my drug of choice was either extreme exercise after eating something that I shouldn't have or just starvation to begin with. But in this particular instance, I was at work and getting on the treadmill for two hours was not in the cards. So I drank apicac syrup and made myself extremely sick. In addition to spending a lot of time in the bathroom throwing up, I felt horrible and ultimately ended up underneath my desk at work, just lying on the floor, which is where my boss found me sometime later with lots of questions as to what on earth was wrong with me. So of course I was sent home for being sick And I realized at that moment that I had 
a problem that needed to be addressed. So that Sunday, I went to a local Eating Disorders Anonymous meeting. And it was the first step in a recovery from an eating disorder. Now this particular group was completely dysfunctional in that we had no one in our group who had beat the disorder and could serve as a mentor or an inspiration or even someone who had words of advice. We were all a bunch of misfits from compulsive overeaters, anorexics, bulimics, who every week there would be a setback. None of us were getting anywhere. So one of the group members who was bulimic, it had been for like 20 years, invited me to another group that was run by a psychologist. And that group was definitely a healthier space. But I just felt out of place in there. I'm looking at all of these other people and I'm thinking, I'm not bad off like these girls are. They're way thinner than I am. And of course, when you have an eating disorder, you oftentimes have body dysmorphic disorder. So you don't see yourself the way everyone else sees you. You look gigantic in your mind. And so I didn't go back to that group either. I did, however, use the EAP program at Macy's to get myself two or three free sessions with a psychologist in town that was an eating disorder specialist. And once I felt like it could help, then I used some of my own meager money, which my bank account was very sad at this point, but to pay for additional sessions to help myself get through the issues, which once I got out of Memphis, out of the bad work relationship out of the bad personal relationship which oh by the way was the same person my boss and boyfriend which you can see yeah my life was a complete and utter mess and so in order to get myself well I had to remove myself from a lot of the triggers that were making things worse so I say all that to say that I certainly haven't reached rock bottom again but I've definitely been in a valley lately with my eating. I have succumbed to several binges that I have not done in some time. In fact, I opened up one of my food edition books last night and there was a a bookmark in there. It was actually a coupon, a manufacturer's coupon I was using as a bookmark and the expiration date was 2010. So yeah, it's been a while since I've been here. And I know 100% that the biggest contributor is the vegetarian diet. Too many carbs has led to a regression. And so needless to say, the vegetarian experiment is over. And as I looked through that particular book by Kay Shepard or my sugar shock book that I have, or lick the sugar habit, like I have all these books. And they pretty much all say the same thing other than stay away from your trigger foods, stay away from the carbs. And I know this, I know this, but I tried, you know, it was an experiment 60 days in probably 
30 days too long. So I am on some supplements, specifically saffron and 5-HTP to work on my cravings and also my mood because emotionally I've just been a mess for the last month. And I just haven't been really looking forward to anything. Like I'm, I'm going to Jamaica in a couple of weeks for vacation and I'm so indifferent. Like I could care less about going. And I couldn't really put a finger on why. But I just let this go on too long. Too many carbs way too many carbs and too many carbs for me might be 200 grams of carbs somebody else might can do 500 grams of carbs a day but usually for me about 150 grams is my threshold anything over that I start to get really heavy cravings and it's almost like being possessed the next thing I know I find myself going to the grocery store to get a tub of gluten-free edible cookie dough. I find myself not eating one roll, but eating eight. And it's almost like I can't control it. And it's frustrating, no doubt, because I feel like I should have kicked this by now. In fact, I've had some people come to me when they first started listening to my podcast and they come to my yoga classes and they're like, wow, I didn't realize that you were such a mess, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And, of course, the joke among us yogis is we all go to yoga because we're all crazy, right? That's why we go to yoga. And I'm certainly not nearly as bad as I used to be. No matter what I do, I can never go back to starving myself or purging or any of those habits that I had before. But just like any addiction, it is a struggle every single day. And if I allow myself to have whatever my vice is, my drug, then I'm doomed to fail. So I've been working through the Brightline Eating book and some of her story reminds me so much of myself. And I'm going to beat this food addiction. I'm going to do it. And it may take every ounce of energy that I have, but I'm going to figure this out some kind of way because I'm tired of being powerless. I'm tired of being a slave, for lack of a better word, to food. So, yeah, I'm still a work in progress. No doubt about it. Not rock bottom. I'm not going to allow myself to get there, but I'm definitely at a low point trying to work myself back up to even kill. <laughs>